welcome to Living the Reclaimed Life podcast. I'm Denisha, and we're glad you're here for conversations that revive hope, inspire healing, and encourage you to live a vibrant life with Christ. So grab a cup of coffee as we chat with today's guest. Well, hello there. Today, Living the Reclaimed Life podcast has its first ever guest. And there is a reason that this particular guest had to be our very first conversation. Today, I get to introduce you to Nancy Nelson. And Nancy is the very first person to join Reclaim Story. And you guys, she is our executive assistant. But also, let me just say, in the great words of Jerry Maguire, she completes me. <laughs> and you're, you know, it sounds funny, but when you hear who Nancy is and you hear the God story that brought us together, you will truly see why she is so important to me. Uh, so today, you know, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the God story that brought us together in ministry and lessons that both of us have learned along the way. So welcome, Nancy. Thank you. My pleasure to be here. I was so excited. So, you know, Nancy, I think one of the things that our listeners have found so interesting about your bio is that you have your degree in electrical engineering. I do. Okay, tell us a little bit about that. Well, I was always good at math and science growing up, and I thought engineering would be a good profession where I could use those things and make a living. So I became an engineer, an electrical engineer, and I worked for about six years at IBM here in Tucson. Wow. And is that what you thought you would be when you grew up? Did you think you would stay in engineering? Yes. Yes, I did. All right. Well, and how did, you know, you ended up, when I met you, you were, I guess, 18 years at that point. We worked together for 10 years. You were 28 years into our church ministry uh, when you retired. Right. So how did you go from an engineer into ministry? What did that process look like for you? Well, it was interesting. I uh, first, first thing, the church I was attending at the time that I worked at IBM, pretty traditional church, and I looked around and it seemed like if you could sing or play a musical instrument or teach the Bible to adults or children, that that's what the church needed, was volunteers and staff to do those things. And I thought, well, I'm an engineer. They don't really need anything that I can do. But one day, um, the church decided to do a concert series, which meant selling tickets, assigned seating in the auditorium. And I thought, well, I could help with that. I'm, I'm good at counting back change. I played Monopoly a lot when I was a kid, <laughs> so I could count back change. And it turned out that I learned that a lot of people that were helping with that, the idea of getting the right ticket to the right person for the right amount of money for the right concert was way too confusing, but it all made sense to me. And I learned from that, well, the church does need help organizing things, and I'm good at organizing things. Yes, she is. So that was my, that was my first ministry. Oh, and you are so good at organizing things. And I can tell you from being on staff, we do, we need all of the gifts. We need all of the gifts around Wow. I love that. You know, on our website, you made a quote and I'm going to read it here because I thought this was so interesting. I can clearly see how my entire journey thus far, even the smallest experiences in seemingly unrelated chapters has led to Reclaim Story. I would love to hear and have our listeners hear more about how 
how God had you on that path? What types of things did he start putting together to, to bring that bring that to fruition? Okay. Okay. Well, I went from my ticket selling gig to being recruited by a mentor of mine into a fundraiser for a Christian ministry, and that would be Hands of Hope Tucson, uh, doing a walkathon. And my job was the handling the data. All of the walkers had to register, and they had uh, sponsors who made pledges when they would do the walk, and, and all of that had to be organized and put into a computer, which in the early 90s was an interesting endeavor. Not everybody had a PC on their desktop and networked together. And that was a long weekend of a lot of data entry, data correction, and printing, a printer that had to run all night to print everything. And it would jam and it would run out of paper. And my husband, who was helping at the time, uh, we ended up sleeping on the floor next to the oh. printer <laughs> in case it jammed or ran out of paper in the middle of the night. And it it was a weekend with very little sleep. But at the end of it, I thought, I love this. I love mm-hmm. that I am helping this organization to raise money using my gifts and skills so that they can do their mission. And that that just kind of hooked me. And from there, I ended up going on staff at a church where I spent 28 years organizing things for the church. And, oh, I did everything from proofreading the newsletter, training volunteers, selecting application software. And so all of those things now come into play with Reclaimed Story, even the pro-life part, being with Hands of Hope Tucson, which I thought was ministry that was a long time ago and a chapter in my life that was closed, has come back now for Reclaim Story. And now tell us a little bit for those of us who aren't in Tucson, what is Hands of Hope? Hands of Hope is a medical uh, facility that is pro-life that will help women who are facing an unplanned or crisis pregnancy with their decision-making process of what to do. And the medical part, they do sonograms, they offer uh, counseling services, and to help women decide what their choices are, and hopefully that they would choose life. You know, we mentioned earlier that there was a God story that brought you and I together. And, you know, just hearing your history, you can see how in order to come to, if, if you came to Nancy on staff and you asked for Nancy's help with something, you needed to know what you were doing. You couldn't come with something, you know, that like this, you had to have, Hey, here's what I'm thinking. And then Nancy, you would help so much to poke holes in a plan and make sure that it was effective, efficient, whether it be a food line you know, where we were trying to figure out how to feed lunch to 2,000 people on a Sunday morning, or, you know, the the intricacies of an Easter egg hunt on campus, all of the different logistics um, from planning concerts, apparently, all the way. Right, right. Right? And so in order to come to Nancy, I always, this was just how I was wired. I thought, I have to have my ducks in a row. You know, I have to come to Nancy with a plan. And so how, how God kind of wove our stories together, we're both on staff at the same church. And I remember one day sitting at my desk and feeling kind of a prompting to share with you about Reclaimed Story. And 
you know, for uh, those of you who are just kind of picking up and listening, uh, Reclaimed Story is the ministry that spun off this podcast, Living the Reclaimed Life. And so Reclaimed Story was just beginning. And I thought, you know, I have this desire to share it with Nancy, but you don't take Nancy a blank paper. You take Nancy a five-year business plan and your I's are dotted and your T's are crossed. And I promise you, she's so nice, but you just, you come to Nancy with a plan. And that's just how I always saw you. You always made our plan so much better or, you know, even helped us construct one. But for me, I thought I better, I can't go to Nancy. That's a silly thought. You know, I'm going to come to Nancy with this. I've got this crazy idea for an international ministry that's going to be functioning online. And here's all we're going to cover. I wasn't ready to Nancyify it. Do you know? <laughs> and I remember I feeling... I had no idea. I was so intimidating. She, really, seriously. Nancy's amazing. And so I remember feeling that like, oh, oh, well, maybe when I'm ready, I'll take this to Nancy. But I clearly had a God prompting of, I'm going to go talk to Nancy. About two weeks after I had that thought sitting in my office, my friend, our friend Kelly Mm -hmm, came to mm -hmm. me and she said, Denisha, I can't shake this feeling that you are supposed to tell Nancy about Reclaimed Story. And now we're both on staff and I'm doing this, you know, side ministry. And I looked at Kelly and I said, I felt the same way. And so I remember marching into your office and saying, can I take you to lunch sometime and talk to you about something that has nothing to do with work? And you graciously accepted. Sure, I like lunch. <laughs> yeah, we went to Rubio's, as a mm-hmm, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. I think we had fish tacos. And then do you remember what you said to me after I spilled my dreams and these huge things that I had no handles for at the time? Do you remember what you said to me at the end? I did. I said, I know why you're telling me this. Mm-hmm. And I had an experience. I wasn't dying, but kind of my life flashing before my eyes, my ministry life flashing mm-hmm. before my eyes. And realizing in that moment that in some fashion I was being called to something new, which was quite unexpected given that I am very close to retirement age. To start something brand new uh, was not at anything that I was thinking. Yeah. 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 And I remember telling you, I'm trying to figure out how this ministry and me just finding out that I was, that I'd survived my mom's abortion, I don't know how this all fits. And that is when you said, I know why you're telling me this. And I thought, why? And you said, because I was the interim director at Hands of Hope. Yeah. Yeah. After my fundraising, venture into fundraising activity, I spent some time as the director of the center here on an interim basis. They were between directors. And yeah, I just thought, wow, God doesn't waste anything. Mm. An experience from a long time ago that I thought was a closed chapter. No, nothing negative about that, but just a closed chapter. Here, here he is bringing that back. And I'd been on staff at that point for 10 years. And all I'd ever known is Nancy has worked at our church for 28 years. You know, that's all I knew. And so when you said that, I thought, God is so cool. Yeah. To put that, you know, that thought in my head and I kind of, you know, pushed it off. And then for Kelly to come forward, you guys are going to hear Kelly's story in a few weeks. Pretty amazing God's story there as well. And then for you to say that, and I thought, I don't know what God is up to with this ministry, but we're about to go on a real fun adventure. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) And we didn't even know at that point how much of an adventure. After that, I mean, I think a year and a half went by um, after our initial lunch at Rubio's. 
and you ended up retiring. How long were you officially retired for? I was officially retired for one day. It was a Friday, (laughs) and I did enjoy it. Nancy lived her best life, retired from the job 28 years on a Thursday, took Friday off, and lived her best life, and then she was working with me on Saturday. That's right. That's right. I tell you, every time I think about how God has woven our stories together, it just reminds me how much he loves me to give me Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) You're too kind. Oh, I so mean that. You know, Nancy, one of the things that you said that I want to kind of go back to is you said you were wondering where your place was in ministry. Right. You know, I don't think that you're alone in that. You know, when you were feeling that, I think a lot of people wonder, you know, maybe I don't teach the Bible to adults or kids, and that's not something I want to do. But they know that they want to serve. They want to serve God in some ways. And it's right. hard to find that. What what advice would you have for people just trying to kind of find where their place is? Well, sometimes we think we aren't in a place of serving, or we're not where we think we should be, uh, but we may be right where God wants us to be. At the beginning, there was a lot of uncertainty for me, and at the end of my time at church staff, there was a lot of uncertainty. Is God finished with me yet? I was very comfortable in my job, but actually a little bit too comfortable, maybe. And somehow knowing that there could be more, but not knowing what it was, first of all, I just had to persevere, asking God, do you have something for me here? And he didn't answer the first time I asked. I had to ask over a long period of time and be, be persistent and persevere in what he had given me while still asking him, do you have something else for me? And in his timing, he revealed what the next thing would be. So serving faithfully where you are and recognizing that not all service is real glamorous, not all service is fun, not all service is, do do people even know about? There's a lot Mm. that goes on behind the scenes. Oh, I think of Moses wandering, tending sheep in the desert. Uh, That was part of God's development plan for him. So persevere, tell God what you're thinking, and wait patiently and serve faithfully while you're waiting for his answer. Oh, that's really good. That's really good. You know, I think about, I remember when my kids were little, Mm -hmm. and it felt like I was constantly picking up Cheerios for the 17th time in a day, or, you know, changing diapers, and it just felt very monotonous. And I remember seeing people who were serving at, you know, at church or Mm -hmm. just, you know, Mm -hmm. different things that seemed really glamorous, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I guess I can't do that, you know, because it was in the day to day, you know, for, for me with kids. And, and that was, it was a season that seemed very long, although in retrospect went by really fast, but boy, the days are long. Yeah. What would you say to that mom who's picking up toys and changing diapers and but has a desire to serve in ministry sometimes? You're doing God's work now, and he'll give you something else when it's his timing, when you're ready, when your family's ready. I had an experience about 10 years before I retired and came to Reclaim Story um, that I was primary caregiver for my elderly father. And when that got intense, I really, that's all I could do. And I even considered resigning from my position at the church at that time because I thought I'm effectively not working here. 
And one day, the pastor that I worked for said to me, not, where are you? Why aren't you doing your work? He said to me, uh, is there anything I can do to help you? And I said, well, if you could keep me in your employ until such time as I can actually do work for you, that would help me. And he said, done. Mm. So yeah, there are seasons of life. And if you can fully embrace each season, which it was a difficult but rewarding time to care for my father until he passed away, I felt God's approval. You know, I felt good and faithful servant. This is what I wanted you to do in this season. So embrace the season that you're in. I love that. And God hasn't forgotten about you there. That was something, boy, I needed to hear that when I was a a mom of young kids. Yes, he sees. He sees what you're doing, and you do it as unto him. Mm, That's beautiful. Yeah, that would have been a great perspective. I wish I would have had that when the kids were little. And, you know, Nancy, you're, you know, you have come to the age where you can retire. Right. And you've, you've chosen not to. You're kind of following God's leading into this next season. Tell me a little bit about that. What is that transition like to go from, you know, 28 years at, you know, one organization, one church that, you know, you love and you've poured your heart and, and life into? Right, right. And then now, you know, there's this transition. Talk to me about that, about that. You only had one day in between, right. but I think well, the I, transition was probably longer yeah, than that. Yeah, I can probably summarize that in two words, roller coaster. Mm. It's been, <laughs> it has been a roller coaster. I have had a lot to learn. I feel like God has taken me up on some of my, but Lord, I can do this and and I can do more than I'm being given right now. And he said, okay, here. Challenge yes. accepted. <laughs> yes, challenge accepted. So be careful what you pray for. No kidding. Yeah. No, there's been a lot to learn, especially in the area of technology. I had no idea that I would ever be a podcast guest, for example. Oh, look at you So go. all kinds of fun new stuff. <laughs> yep. You know, I, I hope it's okay that I ask this. Did you ever question your place? Kind of in the beginning, you know, you question where's my place, and you found this beautiful spot that was designed for you, it for organization, for logistics, and all of the things. Right? Did you wonder that towards the end of your career at all? Just wondering if that's something that you had questioned. Yeah, yeah. Just having been in a place and done the same thing for a long time, get you get pretty comfortable. But then, of course, the environment around you changes. The church faces new challenges and. Do I, am I up to this task? Is there a place for me in this new world? So yeah, yeah. There's definitely been times of self-doubt along the way. And you know, just, you had so much wisdom for the mom, you know, picking up Cheerios and toys. What would you say to someone, to a woman who's, who's at that, at that transition of going, is there, have I aged out? Is there a place Mm. for me still here? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And whether it be in the church, in ministry, what would you say to her? What wisdom would you have? I am finding through Reclaimed Story that younger women, as younger women always have, have, have things that they're struggling with in their life. And whether they know it or not, they need the care the wisdom, the fellowship of uh, older women. Mm. So if you're an older woman and you're not quite sure where your place is in today's fast-paced Zoom world, everybody going so many miles an hour, know that you are needed 
and ask God to show you, to provide a place for you, and then step out. When an opportunity Mm. comes along, give it a try. You may have to learn how to use headphones or talk into a microphone or (laughs) whatever thing may challenge you, but God's got your back and Mm. God's got your plan. I love that. And you know, I'm, you know, I'm in my 40s, right? Mid 40s. And I have to say, one of the things that I think I've made a good decision about through the last 20 years at our church is I always surrounded myself. I, I chose a Bible study with people who were you know, 10 years older than I was because I wanted their wisdom. Back mm-hmm. when we were raising mm-hmm. babies, I, I didn't, and, and I just thought, I want to be with people who have survived this phase. Right. <laughs> and even now, you know, we have, you know, teenagers and, and I think, you know, I want to, I want to be around other parents who have made it through the teen years and can give me good advice. Teens are awesome, by the way, right? Uh, but who can, you know, give advice of these times, you know, I was telling my, you know, our son the other day, I said, I've never been the mom to a 17 year old before. That's right. You know, this is all new to me, but boy, are there are people right at my church in my community that have and they've, you know, either learned from their victories or learned from mistakes just as I do. And I can learn from that experience as well. So, right. And I think there'll be a place at, Re- well, I know there's going to be a place at Reclaim Story to help match people up that mm-hmm. way. People who have been through something with people who are going through that thing, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah, I love that. And what that's what we're looking at for the fall is to kind of launch a mentor program um, where, you know, so many of us think, you know, if only I had a mentor and sometimes they're right underneath our noses. Yes. yes. And by golly, we'll match you. You know, we'll get you a mentor who's been through the things that you're going through and, and have them just come alongside and walk with you to whatever degree you're comfortable. I love that. And right, right. us working together you know, with the podcast, with all the things, the website, all the things that we've launched over this past year, I have learned so much from your wisdom. Oh, thank you. You might not have, you know, done a website before or launched a podcast before or started an online ministry, but boy, the skills and experience that you have have all transferred and translated right over. So you have encouraged me. Nancy has the best illustrations that I have ever heard. She does this great job of telling me a story right in a moment when I need it. And it causes me to stop and think and analyze through the lens of that story. And it has, I've had so many aha moments with you and that, and I wouldn't have had that. Love that word, analyze. Yes, I love it. Yes, you would love that word, analyze. I do. (laughs) So there's so much, there's so much wisdom there. And I, I love what you said about just God's not done with you yet. Right. Right. No, if you have breath in your lungs, God is not done with you yet. That's right. And, That's right. and there's, there's a place, there's a space, and, and, and there's people who need what you've learned and the experiences that you've gone through. And I think that's so important. Yes, yes. If you have a story, which everyone does, mm. and if God has reclaimed part of your story, which I'm sure he has, then we'd like to talk to you about being a mentor mm. for someone else. And you don't have to be that many steps ahead of them to be a reclaimer. Absolutely. You know, that's what we were just talking about that the other day, that somebody who has just started to, I guess, embrace their story for two weeks can reach out to someone who's on their first day. Right. Someone who's, you know, wrestling with parts of their story, but they've been wrestling for two years 
can reach out to someone who's been wrestling for six months. Right. You can always, there's always a way to give back and to, to help serve those around you. So I love that about God, that he doesn't waste any experiences, like you said. Right. Absolutely. Oh, well, Nancy, any last words of wisdom for our listeners today? Oh, check us out, reclaimstory.com. There you go. There you go. Well, you guys, I cannot tell you how, as you get to know Nancy over our Facebook group or through emails, if you email us at Reclaim Story, you're going to end up in Nancy's inbox. So give her some love because she is the glue that holds this organization together. Uh, we love her so much. And so that is why she had to be our very first guest. Um, she is definitely our right hand and we appreciate her so much. So thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Denisha. And if you want to connect with Nancy, you can connect with her through our private Facebook group. It's called Living the Reclaimed Life. And in there, we create a safe place for women um, to get to know one another, to heal in community, and to find hope in Christ together. And we have Nancy's wisdom in there. <laughs> we, uh, we would love for you to join us in there. So thank you for listening, and we will see you the same time, same place next week. Thanks for listening today. I pray that you found hope in today's conversation and maybe even feel a little less alone in your story. Stay connected with us on Facebook and Instagram at Reclaimed Story. Want to learn more about living a reclaimed life and how you can be a part of our growing community of reclaimers? Check out our website at reclaimedstory.com. All of those links and more will be in the show notes. And if you enjoy this inspirational podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. That is a huge help in helping us reach more people to live the reclaimed life. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.